Welcome to the Jordan High 2004 podcast. This is Gonzo. And this is Steve. Hey, Steve. Hey, Gonzo. How you doing? Good. Good, good. How about you? I, I'm doing good. It's been it's been a good week. I'm uh, I'm feeling good. I've like... So I've been running throughout, but I've just been running extra hard the last couple of weeks. Just lose some holiday weight. <laughs> <laughs> and it's coming off a little oh, you're bit. You're looking good. Oh, thank you. Looking good. I saw Lacey uh, Bell Jackson. She ran a, a half marathon today. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. Didn't invite me. <laughs> well, Everyone knows you, that Lacey. if you're going to run a half marathon, you got to like text me to like just at least for me to run it with you. <laughs> I'll run away with you. All right, let's do it. Let's do one in like the spring. Mm, okay. <laughs> All right. Perfect. <laughs> You, um, you were stay at home dad for a little while. Oh yeah. So uh, Bonnie went to, uh, Disneyland with a few mom friends from the neighborhood and I took the week off and, um, stayed with the kids. So it, it was fun. I, you know, it's like a change of scenery. Like watch whatever I want on TV. <laughs> <laughs> well, we came over on, was it Friday night? Yeah. I think it was Friday night and we just like. Had burgers and let the kids play karaoke and or sing karaoke and just hang out. I feel bad because I think I overseasoned that meat. You know, it's like I put maybe too much garlic or too much onion powder in the in the ground beef. Kids just took one bite of that burger and they're like, "I don't like this." <laughs> Your kids ate it, so everybody, my kids, Gonzo asked, "Hey, do you guys like burgers?" And my kids are both like, "Heck yeah!" And then Gonzo makes yeah, we these love burgers. McDonald's. <laughs> we come over, we make the burgers and. My daughter takes a bite of just the bread. <laughs> well, no. First, my son is like, I don't like this, Dad. After one bite, like, I don't care. Eat it anyway. You're being rude. Um, instead, he ate mac and cheese. But then, because he said that, my daughter was like, I don't like it either after biting some bread. And yeah, I like, know. A-hole kids. So, what? A, <laughs> I wanted to ask you a personal question that I've never brought this up before. But do you think it's weird if I, like, yell at your kids? I think... If you were, if we were all sitting and having a good time, it would be weird to yell. But yeah, like if they were acting out, um, I, I think that I would, I would hope that other parents would not let my kids get away with bullcrap. Cause I always just do it, but then I'm like, sometimes I'm like, oh, maybe I shouldn't. But then I'm like, I don't know. It's just like my, my nature to like, if like, and not, it's not, it's not that I'm yelling them, but I'm telling them to do something. Like it's just like, it's like they're me. walking around with like, their burger I'm like oh please go sit at the table and like eat it you know it's just like I'm always gonna do that kind of stuff but mm-hmm. it's like I know there are some parents like there are some people that I will consciously not do it because I know like it's their parenting style that it's like that's kind of like a no-go mm-hmm. um, but it's just my nature so it's like I don't know I'll just do it to any kid if the you know, and we've talked about this, that if I see someone in the neighborhood, I'm like, I'll yell at a neighborhood kid or whatever. I don't care. But I don't know. I just thought I'd ask you about it. Yeah. I, I, as long as it's not, like, hateful or really mean, like, I would hope that if my <laughs> Hey, kid, you idiot! <laughs> it's like, no, if my kid is being mean to another kid, like, I would hope someone would stop him. Just like if I see other kids, like, at my house. So we have... Our yard is really weird. You've been over there. Yeah, so yeah, our yeah. trampoline is in our front yard. Yeah. But it's so, kind of like almost like a communal area. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, like the neighborhood, like the neighbor kids will come over and it's like, if my daughter runs in like screaming cause people are mean to her, I'll walk up and be like, what happened? 
that's not the way you play. You don't make people feel like that. You can leave. Let's try again tomorrow. Like, I don't have any problem yeah. like making them leave because it's like, you're not going to come over to my house, use my daughter's things and then like be mean to her. Um, but I don't know. I don't know what I think you, like you said, it depends on like the parents. If yeah. you have like the well, dynamic, you can yell at my kids if you want. <laughs> I have no, I, I just like, I just like when, uh, when Ollie was, I thought he was kissing me on the cheek. <laughs> bite my hair on my cheek. I saw that you shaved <laughs> after that. It's like, no, fool me once. So Oliver will do... So I, like, for the last two weeks, I haven't shaved. I shaved last night because Bonnie was coming home. But for the last two weeks, I haven't shaved. And Oliver, like, there is two uh, forms of, like, it usually happens with autism, but there are two forms of sensitivity issues. So there's hypersensitive which means that like you different textures or things you don't like or things like it, or, or they're like extra painful or bothersome to you. So it's like a lot of the times with kids with clothing, they'll have that hypersensitivity and it like bothers their skin. So they'll take their clothes off and stuff like that. And then there's hyposensitivity, which is they need like stimulation and touch. So Oliver sometimes has a, it's he's got a little bit of both he there are different textures or things like that that he just loves and like um really goes after so he loves like the feel of facial hair and pokiness so he's always feeling and, and this week he would like try to rub his feet on my face because i hadn't like <laughs> shaved but he will do that where like you think he's gonna come and kiss your cheek but he what he'll do is he'll bite like one of your <laughs> beard like hairs and then like pull it off your hair and it hurts like the 80s <laughs> and, and you're like steve is like holding cuddling with like oliver is just like oh man he's being such a sweet boy it's like oh it looks like he's gonna give me a kiss but now nah, he's just gonna like bite your face <laughs> bite my cheek hair yeah uh, it was sweet uh, no my kids had a blast hanging out with you guys and oh we love when they come out and karaoke and they love that stuff yeah if any of you ever want to karaoke just let me know we'll, <laughs> we'll do it anytime open invitation to everyone yeah it's fun i love it yeah well who do we got today so we have Ali Gleason, Ali Hart in high school, and I'm I'm excited to talk to her. We like in high school we weren't like friends, but we were kind of like we would chit chat and we were kind of friendly in middle school. Hmm. So I and I have a I have a funny story to bring up to her. I hope she it's a little inappropriate, so I hope it's <laughs> like I I won't have to edit it out. Well, we we also have a, like there's a story that yes. we've like talked about for years. Yeah. So. I don't know. We've also debated bringing it up or not, but I think we will. We'll see how the conversation goes. See how brave we feel. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm looking forward to it, too. I think it's going to be a good one. All right. So here's our conversation with Allie. How are you? Oh, we're good. It's just crazy over here, but good. Oh, and I'm happy. We have, like, a different time, so I'm happy that you're able to record. And I'm happy we get to see you. I haven't seen you in, like, a long, long time. I know. I haven't, I barely see anyone. The only person I've seen since high school, besides my close friends, is Dan Hansen at Jamba Juice at Draper. I always went there. <laughs> yeah, we're boycotting that well. Jamba Juice. Boycotting <laughs> Draper Jamba Juice. Yeah, right. <laughs> so where? Uh, get us updated. Where are you living? What's going so on? I'm in Sandy still, so we're on like the edge of Sandy and Draper. Nice. Um, so it's funny since I was six, I've lived in Sandy like 30 years it's about time to move out of the state city but you know 
It's fun. I love it. Sandy's nice. Yeah. It's a great place. Yeah. I love it. I mean, it's just comfortable, you know, growing up here. My kids will go to Alta, so a little bit different, but mm. it's awesome. I like it. Still good. <laughs> no, it's like I Alta. Guess. It was like our huge rival, right? Like we hated Alta. And then all of a sudden, once they op- opened Corner Canyon, it was like they dropped down to like 3A or whatever. Yeah, it's like we don't even exist anymore. No. See, now your kids can be like big fish in a small pond, you know? <laughs> kind of, yeah, it's nice with sports and stuff. It's a little better, but not like when we were younger, you know? Yeah. Crazy. How many kids do you have? So I have four boys. My oldest, 12 and a half. Nine and a half, almost seven, and a five and a half. Oh, really close are, together. They're crazy. They are loud and rambunctious and, you know, all they, things boy. Probably smell great. Yeah. <laughs> we do, all the time. A <laughs> whole bunch of fighting and stuff going on all the time. <laughs> Lots of wrestling all day. Right. You might hear it in a minute, so, you know. <laughs> oh, that's fun. Yeah. It's fun. So, yeah, I got married. Um, I graduated. So it's actually funny. So I probably the first time I met my husband was actually a graduation night. Um, he had a girlfriend at the time, but I hung out with his friends. So he's older than um, me. So it's funny because we always make fun. He substituted right out of high school and he substituted at Eastmont where I went. So I was in eighth grade when he was substituting. So it's like super funny and awkward. Oh, like, dang. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> We're five, almost six years apart, but it's yeah. really funny. That's awesome. That makes a great story. <laughs> the cradle, yeah. you know. <laughs> so we got married a year later, and yeah, I went to the U, and then I went to Harris School. And I actually went to Harris School with Lisa Harris Morgan. Right. So we, like, reconnected with that, and she's been one of my great friends since. So it's been fun. Um, what else? You know, just... I still do hair for my house one or two times a week, and I love it. It's a good outlet and all that. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Have you had a lot of big changes through COVID over the last couple of years, like the way that you have people coming in, or it, no, has it not really changed that much? No, I, I had a lot of clients that definitely didn't come for a while, but then I had a lot of clients that their hair is, like, important. They don't care. I don't care if I get COVID, like, one. So my kids got COVID at the end of – October, so Halloween, and one client's like, I don't even care if they have COVID. I'm coming. I'm like, okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, watch for that, you know. If it kills her, at least she'll have nice hair. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but I think, like, like, it'll look so beautiful. And, well, it's been, like, a different – There, there's different kinds of mentalities, and some people, you know, aren't going to live, like, scared of it, and they're just going to do their normal thing. And I mean, that's fine. It's I think it's a personal choice, you know? Oh, yeah. totally. Oh, absolutely. And that's why I leave it up to them, obviously, you know? I'm not going to be like, you need to come or don't come, you know? Right, right. Everybody prefers, so it's fun. Lots have, of opinions I get to hear and stories. And it's like I'm a therapist and a hairstylist and, you know. <laughs> right, for sure. All in one. It's fun, though. Well, well that's the, awesome. The ladies that have their hair person, like, they love their hair person. So... Oh, I'm sure you fun. get to just hear everything. Like you get to hear life. It's like okay, you don't know this person, so I'll tell you the story about them. I'm like okay, <laughs> <laughs> don't hold anything back. <laughs> so, Ali, tell us a little bit about who you were when you were a teenager. Who who were you in high school? Oh, you know, it's just interesting. I've been thinking about that. I know everyone says that. Yeah. Um, 
I grew up like in a, I grew up LDS and my, but my parents were like very, like I grew up on the liberal side of like Christianity. Yeah. Um, so they always like taught us, taught me. So I only have one younger sister who's nine years younger than me. So they just taught us to like not be judgmental and to love other people. But I feel like it put me in limbo on like who I really wanted to be or who I was, you know? Um, so I feel like I tried to be really nice and friendly to people, but after I graduated and got married and lived in our first neighborhood, I had a friend who told me, Oh, I thought you were the biggest bee by the looking at you when I met you. And I'm like, what? She's like, your face is like a resting bee face. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and so it made me think back to like all those times where I'm like, Oh, I probably looked really bratty or I was actually a really shy person, you know, introvert wanted to fit in. It's just funny. So what were the things that you found important? And, and also, like, can, you, can you clarify? You said you were feeling kind of in limbo. What do, what do you mean by that? Well, like I had friends that were maybe like more true to like the LDS faith, you know? So I feel like I had different groups of friends and some that weren't even members, which is awesome and great. And I loved that aspect, but it just, I felt like maybe it was more like no one knew who I was more than myself, you know? Hmm. So it was just kind of interesting. Were you the same Allie, no matter who you were with, or did you kind of have like your LDS friends Allie and then your non-LDS friends Allie? Yeah, it's funny because I listened to Ryan Borgmeyers, and that's like the first yeah. thing I thought is. But no, I was for sure the same no matter who I was with. Like my friends that, you know, partied and stuff, I was like their designated driver. Or I was like, I'll pick you up in the middle of the night, you know, like stuff like that. So I do feel like I was the same no matter who I was with, but... It's just, I don't know other people's perspective. You know, looking from the outside in can be so different. So to follow up with what he said then, what what were some of the things that you found important at the time? Like when you were 16, 17, 18, what was, what was it important? What was valuable to you? So I did, um, I was a sophomore class, which I like loved, officer. And I loved that stuff. And it's funny because I was thinking, so I tried out for SBO and I didn't make it. And then I tried out for a senior class officer and Michelle Finley, ugh, she beat me. And I was like, oh, but I'm like, I'm glad I kept trying. And I wasn't like defeated to feel like stupid or insecure about it. She's interesting. Um, things important were to me, things that were important to me. I, gosh, I just, I really wanted to make sure no one ever felt like left out or sad. You know, those people that, we're getting in fights or, you know, I just always felt bad about those yeah. people. How have you changed? How do you see yourself today? I have changed a lot. It's actually very interesting. So I grew up with like, probably I'm pretty carefree. I don't really worry about stuff. I don't hold grudges. I don't, I'm kind of just like, whatever. Even my opinion on like politics, Gonzo, you'd probably be like, what is this person? <laughs> like half an opinion, you know? <laughs> Yeah, what, what do you mean by that? <laughs> I just, I, I totally see both sides. I kind of believe what I believe, but I just, I can see most people's point of view from both perspectives. I like that. No, that, I, I feel like I'm, I'm similar that way. It's like, I, there are things that I'm like, oh, I think this is right or this, is, but I, I love seeing, especially when, when people have a good valid point, I'm like, oh yeah, I can see that. You know, it's, I don't know. I, I, I appreciate it when people can see both sides. I read Fox News and CNN, you know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and 
so yeah and so I get married and my husband has battled with like depression and anxiety his whole life he went on a mission he came home after 30 days like lost 30 pounds just sick and so anyway so it definitely changed my perspective on a lot of things I've had to learn about that a lot um I've had close loved ones that have battled with like attempted suicide and you know things like that and so I feel like I'm just more of an advocate for mental health and how important it is my kids I have two kids my oldest and my third have like very severe anxiety like crying going to school you know stomach ache like my oldest I'm sure has made himself have ulcers and just nervous Hmm. and so have they always been like that so my oldest got like that in first grade and so he did therapy and it's helped a ton but my third one's gotten pretty good I think I learned a lot of skills dealing with my older one but looking back it's made me realize the things I've learned from my husband and my close family members and friends have put me in this spot to be able to navigate my kids dealing with the same issues you know so it's actually interesting. Yeah, and that's really hard. I mean, even Steve and I have talked about how I feel like almost every other, like, in very many episodes, people talk about anxiety and depression and mental health or, like, self-care, like, or, you know, mm-hmm. um, mental health care. And it's just been, I think, especially these last few years, people have really been strained. And it's brought to the forefront having strategies or being able to deal with mental health because it can be, you can be a wreck without it. You know, I think it's super important. It's important to be able to like take care of your mind and be able to, you know, just not, not just try try to like survive, but try to improve as you're living. Yeah. Well, and resources are actually really hard to find, you know, if you want to do like a, like treatment center for mental health or depression. It's like, they don't have them unless you have substance abuse as well. You know, so it's actually really interesting how, or the people in those facilities, like a lockdown unit at the hospital, they're like legit bipolar or schizophrenic, you know, it's like we need that middle ground for people that are just. Right. We have an extreme, but we need like more, like instead of total repair, but more, maintenance being able to maintain and like have the ability to like keep small mental health issues at bay or like have the tools to be able to like improve them as you're as you're going through life because everyone goes through that roller coaster of feelings you know and so when you're on that like really bad downward it's hard to find you know help to be beyond i know huntsman center just opened up a brand new mental health facility which is awesome so I do think it's becoming more aware and things are happening, you know. I'm grateful that we live in a time where it is. Because like Gonzo said, a lot of our, our friends and our classmates have said, like, in high school I had really bad, I didn't know what it was. And now I know it was depression. And I, I the question that I've brought up to Gonzo just in our private conversations has been, like, is it more prevalent now? Or is it just that we're a lot more aware and more educated and we're able to recognize these things and I like that you say there's not enough resources, but I feel like, man, there was like nothing like this, you know, for us 17, 20 years ago where it's like, oh, no. it's just easily just dismissed as, ah, well, high school's awkward. You're just figuring out who you want to be. And while that's true, you know, I, I'm glad that we are able to recognize and it's, 
I feel like the stigma is getting smaller and smaller. A lot of people are going to therapy and it's not a what's wrong with you kind of thing. It's a, hey, let's try to figure out tools to help us to be able to function and to be able to achieve what we want to in life. And I'm glad that we live in a day now so our kids can have this kind of stuff available and have parents. Like, I love that you say that your kid in first grade was starting to have these experiences and you were right on top of it and able to help him and how grateful he must be, or hopefully he will be to have those tools as he progresses through school. Oh, for sure. And I do think like you're, I do think it's gotten worse. Um, I don't have social media. I quit five years ago just because I felt like it made me a person I didn't like to be. Like, I felt like I was judgmental on what people would post or it bugged me. And I'm like, why do I care what these people are posting? You know, right. but it's like, you also know it's not re- reality. I did sign up for Facebook after you guys started your thing. Cause I wanted to follow that, but that's all I have. Sorry. Um, <laughs> no, I love it. Like the videos and stuff. I love watching those. <laughs> But I do think they've gotten better at helping. So our elementary school has what's called Warrior Warriors. And it's a class that they go to once a week. And they come and get the kids out. So my first grader goes to that. Our middle school has a program like that that my oldest went to. And it's actually sad. There was only like six kids who signed up. And then like a couple like would drop out. But I wish there was more so kids knew. There's more people like me that maybe... Yeah, they're athletic, you know, like my oldest is very athletic, very outgoing, has friends, but also like very anxiety driven and his mind is always going, you know? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. They, I think they are having a lot more resources to help with all that, for sure. That's great. So how else have you changed? What's different about you today? What else? Well, that side of me, I think, has changed the most, like the things I've learned from all that. My, um, I do have like depression, anxiety in my extended family on my dad's side. My grandpa went to the war and he was in this like bunker with this mate for like a week. They couldn't leave and they had to share a sleeping bag. So they put like one leg in, one leg out and then switch. And he had gotten shot in the butt and he, he hadn't gotten it fixed. So he was down in this bunker, um, comes home, gets married to my grandma. They have kids and all that. This guy comes back to visit my grandpa and it just brought this PTSD like out in him. And so he ended up driving out to Grant's and committed suicide. So mm. my dad was leaving on his mission in wow. a week and that happened. Oh, wow. So it's like, I've known about that aspect of life, but I never felt it, you know, like experienced it myself. And so I loved getting to learn really deeply like with my husband, you know, like we're very connected emotionally and so I've gotten to really learn about it and I loved that part of changing that's just crazy like just hearing about that how your grandpa could be having his family things good and like just that moment can just like trigger something and just come back like well and the thing that's crazy is like my husband going through therapy how much like traumas people have that aren't even considered like a big traumatic event in your life. But for some reason, your brain just categorizes it as a trauma and something can trigger it and come out years later. It's kind of like you have the, the big T trauma and the little T traumas and those kind of add up over time. And that's how you that's learn crazy. to build your, build your wall to stay safe. Hmm. Yeah, it's just crazy. Well, um, I'm trying to think how else I would have changed. I think I've become a lot more outgoing I was the type of person that like making a phone call to anyone was like stress me out I can't do that like no way 
I go to hair school and then I'm like, oh, I have to talk to people I don't know, like small talk, you know, but I've learned to like really enjoy it and love it. So I think that has changed a lot in me. Well, it seems like you're awesome. And it seems like you said that you were in high school more kind of introverted, right? Like you, is that what you said? That you were more of an introvert? I was, unless it's people I was comfortable with, you know? Um, I was always like, like my friends used to joke, like even Philip Flo, like we were close. He'd be like, you're crazy. Cause I was like just out there and loud. But if people didn't know me, I was like quiet and just, you know, doing my own thing, which is, I wish I would have been more outgoing in general. So from the from a lot of the introverted people I know, it's like they don't like these big crowds and a lot of this, but they really thrive in these one-on-one situations. And so it it doesn't surprise me that you would go into something like hair where it's like you love these one-on-one conversations and you're able to really connect with people on a one-on-one basis rather than having a room full of people looking at you and, and hopefully you're not like the center of attention or something or do something yeah, dumb in front right. of everyone. So it seems... Like if you were had more of those introvert tendencies that it makes sense that you would go into something like that where you're able to be in a place where you could thrive. Yeah, true. Never thought about that. That's true. Hmm. I've also learned to count to five before I say anything. Oh, really? It would like, <laughs> I would say something and then I'd have to like call that person later and be like, I cannot believe I said that. You know, like when I'm in like, oh my gosh, so embarrassing. That's, I still have to <laughs> learn to do that. I, I stick my foot in my mouth. Like constantly, all the time. So, <laughs> good job. <laughs> oh, it's so bad. I say awkward, inappropriate things. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. That's <laughs> how it should be. <laughs> Do you have uh, anything that you've gotten passionate about? Have you found any passions in the last 20 years? So, I was asking my son that last night when we were listening to Dan Hansen's. Um, podcast. I'm like, what do you think my passions are? He's like, what do you mean? What's a passion? I'm like, things that I enjoy. He's like, I don't know. I'm like, okay, I really got to think about this. I think one thing that I'm very passionate about is my husband and I have always been really good at doing one vacation a year with just the two of us. And I think that has been really awesome. And it's like, even if you can't do something elaborate, even just going like staying at our house and my parents watching the kids for two nights, you know, anything. Yeah. So that has been probably our biggest relationship builder. It took 10 years for us to really like, really like each other, you know, but after that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I love it. I mean, that's, that's actually a really, that's an awesome like idea. Like it's, I don't know. This year I want to emphasize doing like, and and last year I think I want to do more date nights with my wife, which we or just, you know, we blame being busy or whatever, but we haven't been very good at it. But it's just like, if not every week, every other week to be able to, you know, get a bit, get a babysitter and just go out and do something. You can live together and work together and do all this stuff, but you do feel, you can feel disconnected after a while. So it's nice to be able to like set some time apart to be, be a couple again and go do something fun. For sure. And I'm a very much like a not a needy person. My husband always laughs because I'm like, I really don't need you. Like, I'll do, I'll mow the lawn. I'll take the <laughs> so sometimes he gets like, wait, like, I want to feel that like need, you know? And so I've really had to change and be better at learning his love language and, you know, creating those moments because I'm just like that. I would totally just bypass and go on with life, you know? Right. 
That's, I think that's great advice. Just taking, like making a conscious effort to be each other's priority more than anything else. I, I love that. I've always heard that without, a, without the kids, that's a vacation. With the kids, it's a family trip. Like it's not enjoyable trying to get your kids to behave and do these oh things. Like gosh. it's kind of fun to create memories, but like to go with the two of you. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Cause with the kids, it's like, it's work. Mm-hmm. The only ones having fun are the kids. <laughs> You know, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) yeah. So we have made we've done that every year since we were married. We don't do Christmas presents. We usually do a vacation. I love that. I think that's really cool. Other passionate things. I mean, I have learned to like love sports and all things boy. My boys are like very boy. You know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So hence, like football. I love love football Sundays. It's like my favorite. My Chiefs are still winning, so that's oh, good. good. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, just things like that. My boys like dirt bike, motorcycle, and oh, it's just it's crazy, but it's fun. Oh, that's fun, and I mean, you can feel outnumbered being the only girl, you know, with five other men in the house. So you know what? Like... I'm just worried for my daughter-in-laws. Maybe a son-in-law <laughs> that would be fun for one of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> never know but yeah that's going to be the next next level hard so were you not like into sports at all when you were younger like you've learned to just do it with your husband and then with your boys so I was very I was athletic I played soccer yeah until middle school um gymnastics like I played volleyball I did I did powder puff that one time at Jordan oh right 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 yeah (laughs) but no I mean I I just never had like a love for them, like watching them, you know, what we weren't like an ESPN turn it on all day family, but I feel like now we are and I just had to learn to really love it and appreciate it or I would be left out. <laughs> um, Allie, do we, do we have any beef? You guys, I really don't. My only beef is my memory is like gone. I can't even remember our teacher's names hardly. Only one I know is Miss Cummings. All I can remember. All right, so I think I have some carrots. It's maybe middle school. I have this clear memory of this is like the end of ninth grade, and I'm either signing your yearbook or you're signing my yearbook. And this is kind of an inappropriate story, but um, <laughs> <laughs> I guess trigger warning. Okay. You know how we are. We're inappropriate. So it's yeah. Okay. So you were you were telling a story about we were talking about like sleepovers or something. And you were saying, like, you either, like, buttercuped another girl or someone oh did that my, to you. I did not say that. <laughs> yeah, you said that to me. And because we were just talking about, like, farting or, like, how, like, boys during sleepovers. And then oh, you were that talking is about. Embarrassing. No, yeah, but that was actually, like, a moment for me where, like, oh my gosh, like, girls are human too. Like, they're, like, <laughs> they're just like me. You know, it's like. So you, oh, you were I'm the first so person to like kind of break that barrier for me, like that mental block of like, like oh, maybe, girls maybe they're not that different. They just like to girls fart too. Girls fart. They like to have fun. They're like <laughs> wrestling and farting on each other role, during sleepovers. I not use it then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's uh, those are carrots for you. He has been he has been so excited to tell ever since you said you were gonna be on. It's like I gotta tell this story. Yeah, it's like it's still like fresh because I remember it was at the 
on the hill of Eastmont, like in the lawn, right? It was like yeah. the last day of school or whatever. Everybody was out and we're all signing each other's yearbooks. And um, yeah, that one's that that uh, that moment has stayed in my heart. So that is hilarious. So, you know, it's funny. I grew up in like a very open household. My mom actually farted in front of my husband before I did. And it wasn't like one of those old people farts where they just let him go. Was it? <laughs> it's conditioned me with my family and my, you know, my children. Well, That's so funny. I've got something that I, I don't want to call it beef. But it's like beef slash funny story. Okay, so yes. So we both know this thing. And 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 even if you're like weird about it or something, we can cut it out. But... It's uh, not bad. Yeah, it's not bad. Guys, <laughs> I have no... I don't get embarrassed. I'm totally fine. But we just want to like kind of <laughs> hear your side of the story. Because we've only <laughs> known one half of this story for like years. And it's And it's, it's been a really funny story between our group of friends. Like, since we've had this opportunity to talk to you, I was like, Steve and I, I were just like, should we bring it up? And then sometimes we're like, no, 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 I'm not going to do it. But then Steve's like, okay, yeah, no, we, we have, have to do it. it. We have to do it. Okay, well, so. We have to, for sure. Okay, so I just, big old disclaimer beforehand. And, and honestly, we're not like, nothing negative, right? So one day, early in the morning, Allie woke up and drove to school. Sven Hodge also woke up and drove to school. Who? Sven Hodge. He was one year younger than He's us. He's a no-fiver, yeah. And you rear-ended him. Yes, that was like, you guys. And yes, are you talking about on State Street? Yeah. And, okay, okay so, go. Do you want to, do you want to tell us no. your, yes, like, what you happened on your side? Yeah. Because I forgot about this. Okay, hey, keep going. So, Sven, I'm going to relate the story as told to us by Sven. Yes. Yes. It's like, Sven, guys, I got rear-ended by some super cute girl. So he's like, he gets out of the car, looks at it, and he had like his parents, like old Mercedes Benz, and looks at it, look at your car, and like, yeah, things are probably fine, and yeah. Yeah. drive to school. You guys don't share insurance information, nothing. They take their car in, and it's totaled. <laughs> the Mercedes is just totaled, and he, he felt so stupid, and we were like, you are so dumb, Sven. You... Just because this like, girl is cute. I don't care how cute this girl is. You always get the insurance information. I cannot wait. Tell me And so we, we, we don't let him live it down. We're like, no. So we go and find a yearbook. We're like looking through every yes. single picture of every person until he's like, that's her. And so like we find like we look up your address and find out where you live. And we actually like go to your house. Do you remember this part? No, all I remember is the police calling me in. I had to go to the police station. They, if I remember, and so this might be totally made up by the, at this point, but we like went to your house to like confront you about this. And it was like, your dad was like, no, <laughs> you can talk to a lawyer or whatever. It was like, he was like, I'm Get not admitting here. guilt. <laughs> yeah. I'm not doing anything. Get out of here, you young little boys. And, uh. It's just been a really funny story that we just make fun of Sven all these years later. It's just like, you have to get that insurance info. So, Gosh, you guys. Hey, this is my side. Okay. <laughs> it was at lunchtime. It wasn't in the morning. Okay. Okay, so that's point one that was wrong, Sven. I'm sorry. Gosh. It was right by um, State Street and 106 by the Einsteins. Because yeah. we were going to Einsteins for lunch. And um, Jannie Fife was in my front seat. Do you remember her? Yeah, yeah. 
and she was like always injured. Do you guys remember that? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> well, she we made fun of her because she oh she had like a back brace. You guys like three different times, like legit. Oh my god! Hmm. And she had her knees up on my dash, so the light turns green, and he doesn't go. You guys, I was going like a mile an hour, like barely going, and so I tapped the back of his car. And I remember her legs were on the dash, like she didn't even get hurt, you know, nothing. And so we go and do our business. And then I get called, my parents and I, to the police station. We get like some, the police station. And I was like convinced. I don't think I totaled his car. There's no way. I was going a mile an hour. It was an old crappy car anyway. Yeah, those German cars, they don't last. My parents were always like, oh, I'm sure something else happened. And they're just trying to blame it on us and use us to pay for it. Mm, maybe be. I was going faster than I remember though. Now and now and yeah, maybe something else happened. We'll have a bonus episode of Sven and we'll... <laughs> <laughs> I can remember. It's it, so funny. Oh. It's so funny. Like it's just like the second that you came on, Gonzo wanted to tell that buttercuping story and we were like, That was the girl that we were in it's Sven. We have to bring this up. Like, I don't know. And then we just had to. And I just I'm well, so happy that we to, did. For sure. <laughs> and I probably did total his car and I take accountability you guys. <laughs> I just didn't want a police record for not giving insurance information. No, it's it, it's, it's on him. It's his fault. It's his fault. I was probably farting and I wasn't thinking I thought for sure when you brought up that she was always injured and her feet were up on the dash, I saw that story going a different way. No, that's what I was saying. She was went off. first then. She was responsible and she didn't get hurt. Uh, well, I'm glad we I'm glad we were able to air that out. I, I feel a I lot better. So much. I love it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, Allie, thank you so much for coming on and chatting with us. Yeah, of course. That was so fun. Yeah. And for like sharing the podcast, you sent us that first email months ago and you're like, hey, well, I'm going to tell all my friends about it. So I appreciate that. I know. It's, it's fun to just hear from all different people, you know. It's interesting listening to everyone that's come on. Like I went to elementary school, you know, with Hunza and middle school. It's like all this stuff I didn't know about him. It makes me sad that I didn't get to know these people better. And one of my favorite quotes ever is there isn't a person you would love if you didn't walk in their shoes. And so I love hearing all these and just, it becomes like you get a newfound appreciation for these people. Yeah. I mean, and I, I agree with you. And it's one of those things that for me, it's been the best thing too, to also to have something to tell my kids, I feel like a lot of times, like maybe, maybe they get bullied or something in high school and then we're like, well, you know what? That person might grow up to be a really sweet dad or, you know, it's like we, everyone has changed so much and they're so different that um, it makes it easier to, to let go of, of anything in the past. Cause you're like, oh, you know, for the most part, everybody's really cool and really nice. So. Yeah, I agree. And I feel like we've made like 50 good friends so far. And right. Like, it's been really fun to do these. Do you do you have anyone that you would want to hear from to have be on the show? Oh, gosh. I So, my, so do you guys remember Megan Terry? Yes. She has like very she's, – she's awesome. Like she has – she is like a full-time career woman. So she would be fun just because she has different perspectives of life. I have beef with Megan Terry. Well, you know yes. what? I also added her on Facebook because I know Steve has beef with her. So I it's wanted to like. It's a funny story. Yeah. It's so stupid. So if she. Reach out yeah. to her. Send her a text or something. Because like, we really do want to talk to her. I, 
is I wish I had beef now. Like I want, I want something. Well, it's Yeah. I just, everyone is so fun. You know, it's fun to get different groups and friendships with people, you know, my, Oh, I do have a beef, you guys. All right. Let's hear it. Hey, my only beef is in sixth grade, Missy Moss had a party, like a boy girl party, the first boy girl party. And I wasn't invited. Oh. And you guys, I know how rude. But I remember hearing that like they played spin the bottle and all this. Oh, for reals. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Intense. I don't, I don't, Missy has said she's never made a mistake on her episode. She says like, <laughs> I've never done anything bad in my life. <laughs> That's probably the only bad thing she did. She hosted, she probably didn't participate. You know? <laughs> like, here's oh, the bottle, God. guys, I'll be upstairs. <laughs> it's just the bottle spinner. Yeah. That's funny. That's the only beef. I was like, oh, I wasn't excited. But it's funny because now, back then, I could have cared less. I was like, whatever. I know, that's so funny. <laughs> Oh, I'm glad you got that off your chest. Thank you. I've been hold, harboring it for almost 20 years. <laughs> I can see you just look lighter now. You look like you really have a lot of relief. <laughs> Thanks so much, Allie. And I, I hope the Chiefs uh, win their match. And 42-14. We've got this. Yeah, it's, it's in the bag. It's in the bag. It's perfect. <laughs> well, thanks for sacrificing some of your football time to hop on with us. We, we really oh, do appreciate anytime. it. It's been awesome catching up with you. Anytime. I, it's been really fun. Thank you, guys. Well, thanks, Allie. Good night. Good night. Bye. Bye. Steve, we just got done talking to Allie. What are your thoughts? I have a lot of thoughts. It was awesome. I really, was really, really liked talking with her. I think... She just seems like a mom that just absolutely loves her boys and she loves her husband. And she, I love that she got off social media five years ago because she didn't, she didn't like how it made her feel. I think that's, that takes a good, I think it takes a strong person to do that because so many of us use it and it's like, ah, I don't know. It made me think one time somebody, Nancy, she got divorced yeah, and uh, I was still Facebook friends with her ex-husband and he was posting things and I was always like, Natalie, look at this, look at this. And she's like, why are you like... Why do you, why are you still friends with him if it makes you feel this way? And I was like, good point. So boom, unfriended him and like, whatever. But, uh, it just made me think of her. Like when she said that, like, yeah, why, if there's something that makes you miserable and you can easily just get rid of that thing, why would you not do that? Yeah. I mean, I've, I've done, I've kind of done that in the past too, where especially I think maybe during election cycles, people get really intense and, you know, it's like, all I was doing is doom scrolling and seeing like negative things from both sides. Cause I have friends that are like, you know, staunch Republicans and like friends that are like super liberal. So it was just like, uh, I'm like, I'm just going to delete these apps from my phone. You know, it's like, I never got rid of them. It's like, I don't need to be looking at it that much. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. so I, I, I love it. And I think it's a healthy choice. It's being able to understand where, when at times it's not, not being positive, a positive thing for you. Um, you know, it's not like, oh, I'm connecting with my like aunt in your way or whatever. And like chatting with her, which is like the positive thing of social media. It's really cool mm-hmm. and easy to like keep in touch with like, you know, Sefa from, from, from Australia, you know, it's just like see what he's up to or whatever. But no, uh, it can also be hurt, hurtful for sure. But no, yeah, I loved it. I love that we finally got to hear the second half of, uh, of the car accident story with Sven. It's been like, for us, it's been a legend. Like it's, 
So I, I love that we got to hear. Now it. I'm just so curious to know, like, what was the shape of that bumper before, uh, before she did it? If it was already just hanging on and they just, um, yeah, who knows? But uh, Well, because that car was really old already. It was old, like, in 2004. It was probably, like, from the 70s I think it was, like, like the mid-80s. It even had, like, that sweet cell phone, like, built into yeah, it. Yeah, like a big old giant cell phone. <laughs> Uh, no, I really, I really enjoyed her episode. It was great hearing from her and I'm glad she reached out. Like she got, we were going to interview her earlier and she got sick. Yeah. She got COVID. Yeah. And so we got to reschedule and I think it worked out really well to be able to have her on. Yeah. If uh, you'd like to be on the podcast, send us an email, jordanhigh 2004 podcast at gmail.com. We were always looking for voice memos. Oh, you know what? Spotify now does ratings. So Throw some stars at us or something. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if it helps or whatever. But it does. Yeah. Do it if you want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but this has been another episode. Thanks. Bye. Bye.